I'm Brenda. And I'm Jessica. And you're listening to the Lifting You Higher podcast. Where we like to take heavy topics and lighten them up. Our goal is to encourage and lift you up on this journey we call life. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome back to the Lifting You Higher podcast. I'm Jessica, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Brenda. And so today we are um, discussing part two of um, how to stay clean in a dirty world. That's right. Dirty is kind of a throwback word. Yes. It's a grandma word. It's a dirty movie. It's how to dirty. stay shiny. You That's know? right. We want to stay shiny. In fact, we want a t-shirt that says stay shiny. Yes. We're working on that. Yes. <laughs> So, um, just to recap, we talked about um, kind of what holiness is, and we referred um, one of the Hebrew words of holiness is kodesh with a Q, and that means like a temple prostitute, so to be a prostitute, but not in the terms that we think a prostitute. It's more of we've been set apart for a, a specific purpose, mm-hmm. and um, just like Jesus has called us all to a specific purpose and plan, so... That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. And now we are going to pick back up. So we started with Psalms 119. Yes. And we're now back to verse 15. And that says, so we went through the different um, verses of um, how to to seek a holy life. Mm -hmm. And when we get to verse 15, it says, meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. When we're reading the Bible, we're not just wasting time. We're not right. being, we're not just being obedient, but we've got to get it in us. And and reading it will get it in you. That is not a waste of time. Mm-hmm. But there's levels to it that you could go through to make sure it's it it is really embedded in there and comes up when you need it. Right. And and that's when you you start to study it. When you start to memorize it. When you start to say, okay. Um, I've got to get this into me. I've got to, um, I've got to, um, do whatever it takes, whatever practice makes it helpful for you to remember, you know, if it's writing a verse down several times or if it's just, you know, taking little bits of it, you know, while you're brushing your teeth and reciting it or whatever it is, whatever, whatever technique works for you, practicing that technique so that you can keep the word in you and it's, it's there and it's going to pop up when you need it. Right. Yeah. We went mentioned that it's our life force. It's our, right. it's our bread that we have to have. Yeah. Without it, we're nothing like that's, that's, right. that's where our life comes from is the word. So right. it ought to be like, you know, I am, um, I get a notice from my bank every morning. <laughs> what's, what's in my bank account, mm-hmm. you know? And it, so it should be like that. It should be okay. Every morning or every afternoon or whatever, I know this is what I've got in me so far. I know right. I've got this verse in me or I've got that, you know, parable in me or that principle. I've got, I've been, I've been storing this stuff up and I've got it in there yeah. for when I need it because you're going to need it. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to live holy in a dirty world, you're going to need it. Right. All right. So yeah, anyway. that's good. So, um, what exactly does holiness look like? I have eight characteristics. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> They're probably, you're probably going to be like, well, duh, Jess. But I just wanted to share just in case. All right. All right. So number one is love. 
So God's love in and through our lives becomes so prevalent that many theologians make perfect love synonymous with a whole, with holy living. You know, I just recently God has really been dealing with me about love uh, and, and about giving love. You know, and mm-hmm. so it, it is. It's huge because yeah. the God is love. It's huge, and it's like you know, if you're going to say you're Jesus, you ought to have love for people. Mm-hmm. And and so God has really been. It's it's an ever, ever ever topic that you can just not get away from yeah and you've got to learn how to love people yeah well i mean love is everything yeah that's that's right um but also when you have jesus in you you know you should be ready oozing oozing love okay anyway moving on (laughs) that's number one yeah number one so number two is obedience so i know this is not necessarily the most popular concept in our culture today um, but holy living means we are following Jesus every day and we are obedient to his perfect will for our lives. There's no disappointment in obedience. That's right. Because even when you do the right thing, you did the right thing. Right. That's right. Even though it may have hurt, you did the right mm-hmm. thing. That's right. And yeah. yeah, nobody wants to be obedient. They just want to do their own thing. You know, whatever. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. Okay. Nobody. Yeah. Don't tell and me what to do. And not be held accountable for it. Right. right. I don't want to. Don't. Don't make me pay <laughs> these circumstances. Yes. For what I did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So number three is power. Um, as you'll discover, holy living is a consequence of having the Holy Spirit reside in your life. Hello. You have the Holy Spirit. Okay. You're good. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is God and he is all power which means the power of God resides in you. And as you live a holy or a life of holiness. So, I mean, mind blown here, you know, like the power of God is living in you when you live a holy life. Again, let's look about Abraham. Abraham had so much power. Right. I mean, so much favor. I know. And it was because he was living a holy life. He was living, you know, he did make a couple little boo-boos, but he but he was living but even god then forgave him he still didn't yeah. take the power away from him i mean it was just yeah yeah so i mean what what can we i mean just think of your your own personal life like the power and favor you have if you're living a holy life mm-hmm. um next is intimacy so when we're holy we have the perfect fellowship with god and um if you missed part 1 i encourage you to go back and listen but the bottom line here is when how to live a holy life Spoiler alert, focus on the Father. Mm. Fix your eyes upon the Lord and lay aside your own will. Like, bottom line here. So, that's where the intimacy comes in. When we are fully focused on the Lord and what He wants for our lives, then, I mean, He shares Himself fully with us. Okay, I'm I'm like busting at the seams here to share something. Go for it. So, let me talk about intimacy for a moment. When you have intimacy with God the Father, loneliness shrinks. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and I'm I I can like be the poster child for this. Okay, because <laughs> I am 61 years old at this moment, never been married, and I have no children. So mm. when I tell people that, they usually get really sad look on their face, like, "Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> Do you have a dog?" <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Aww. Just yesterday, somebody said that to me. <laughs> oh, no. When they said, "Are you married?" No. 
how old are you? 61. Yeah. No children? No. Oh, do you have at least to have a dog? And I'm like, yeah, I got a dog. It's okay. But more importantly, I got the Lord Jesus. Come on. And and so I was like, I didn't, I was like, this was not the time. Maybe I should have took the time to just break it down for it and say, listen. Yeah. When you have intimacy with God the Father, Mm -hmm. loneliness shrinks Mm -hmm. because you are not alone. Right. You are in the presence of God the Father. Come on. And he fills up every nook and cranny mm-hmm. inside you that needs to be filled up. Yeah. And so, would I like a husband? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't send any, you know, please don't send any um, uh, uh, ideas, okay? <laughs> We're going to leave that one for God to figure out. Yes. But but in the interim, intimacy, the, the key point takeaway from this is intimacy shrinks loneliness you can be married and have a house full of kids and still be lonely yes so intimacy shrinks loneliness yeah and intimacy and see that's what we do we seek for intimacy from everything instead of god our father yeah we go looking for it everywhere and instead of god the father and he's the one that knows how to fill it up right yeah because it's a god-shaped hole that we're longing to fill it's not a human it's not a you know a child or a um a husband or wife that we're longing for you know like that's right and here's the benefit of intimacy with god is holiness hmm. there you go think about yeah. that for a minute okay okay number five is devotion so by this i mean uh we have a great desire to be in worship and participate in prayer and be implored by the by the meat by reading the word and like just have that like we want more we want more we're seeking after more we're praising we're praying we're reading just constantly want more that's right yeah um and number six is compassion you can't be participating in a holy life and be Mm. (laughs) mean-spirited if you're mean-spirited you might want to look at yourself in the mirror really closely (laughs) And see where that's coming from. But Jesus is our greatest example of holy living. I mean, he had so much compassion for people. I mean, he had compassion. He was dying on the cross for us. And he had compassion for the the two men next to him and the ones that were slinging insults. I mean. Yeah. 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 Such a great role model we have in Jesus. Yeah. If, you, if you're struggling with having compassion for anyone, you might need to check. Do a little heart check. Not that you you can have Jesus in your heart, yeah. but just that maybe there's some kind of root there that is preventing you from really caring about people. You right. know, like maybe there's a, a hurt there or unforgiveness there or something. Yeah, because you got to have compassion for mm-hmm. people. You do. Yeah. Um, okay, two more here. The next is focus. Holy living gives us a new focus in our lives. We recognize all that we do is for the will of God and the glory of God. So again, we realign our will with Lord's will. Like, I don't want my will to be done. I want his will to be done. So we change our focus and kind of zoom in to see the father more clearly and everything else just falls away. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Last one is purity. So the holy life <clears throat> is a life that is free from sin. Oh, you know, can I, can yeah. I just when, go back to focus? Yeah. Real quick. yeah. I just got an idea. When we focus on what the God wants, that takes so much pressure off us. Yeah. 
You know, it's like, okay, I've got to make this successful. I've got to do this. I've got to make everything right. You know, this, that, and that. Mm-hmm. And when we take the focus off of our will and put, okay, God, what is your will? That right. takes the pressure off so much. And I mean, just, so if you're living a life where you feel like you're always under pressure, maybe step back and say, okay, is it because I'm trying to make my will happen or am I really doing God's will? Yeah. So something that's really helped me because honestly, it's taken me a long time to be okay with God's will, like wanting that for my life because I was like, nah, God, I got this. Like I can control it. I know what's best for me. And I mean, I was a a Christian for a long time before I was like, actually, God's will is what's best for me. So um, here's something that helped me. And in your quiet time, you just, when you sit down, I kind of did it at the end, but you do it whenever. So I gathered up all of my, my will. I pick, I did a mental image of it all in my hands. Uh-huh. And then I said, Lord, I'm releasing my will. So I let it go. And honestly, sometimes it stuck to my hand. Like it, m- again, mental image, it stuck mm-hmm. to my hand. So I brushed it off uh-huh. until it wasn't there. Like seriously, because yeah. it was like, actually I'm holding on to this whole child thing. No, I don't want that. You know, Gosh. like until my hands are clean. Then I held my hands up and said, Lord, I surrender. I want your will for my life. And <sighs> then, <laughs> so I did that every day. And honestly, I, I might've done it a couple times each day because I was like picking that up. But I like, I was like, push that aside, Lord. Like, I don't want my will to be done. I want your will to be done. And that has really helped just, just visualizing it. Like, okay, well, here's all my will in my hands. Well, Lord, I don't want this. I want your will and just releasing it to him. You know, that has so helped me. That is so powerful. Oh my gosh. I (laughs) I mean, it's just so powerful. I just get really is. I mean, I think I'm going to use that. That is so powerful. Excellent job. Gosh. Okay, so that was focus. Now let's go on to purity. Right. The holy life is a life that is free from sin. Okay. Yes, but we do mess up. So I'm not saying you have to be perfect here. Okay. Um, to be holy means to be fully separated for God's purposes. So we know that God is sinless and he uses, excuse me, the word holy to describe himself and his people. So we have that purity. It's okay. It's going to be okay You're, if you mess up. I've messed up. I sin. Like, we are sin beings. It's okay. But if we keep our focus, you know, if we keep our focus on him, ask for forgiveness. And we've even talked about... Um, well, I was just thinking, in purity, if, you, if you're struggling with purity, there's a podcast we did oh, yeah. about repentance and confession. Yes. And if you have repentance and confession as your best friends... Mm-hmm then you're living a pure life. Right. Because God does not expect perfection. No. He just expects you to give it your all. Mm -hmm. And then when you sin, repent for it, confess it, repent for it, and then go forward. And so, in fact, I believe he said, um, when he was talking to the, the, uh, the blind, one of the, was it the, one of the, was the, it was the, um, uh, it was not the blind guy. It was the guy that got healed from, um, leprosy the lepers oh yeah he said go you know just go forward and sin no more yeah so it, it was just like that's it okay you you messed up you know you got delivered or whatever healed now just go forward and sin no more okay um something that 
has keeps surfacing for forgiveness wise from the Lord. I'm just going to take two seconds here. Uh-huh. Um, maybe a little bit longer, but not, not super long, but okay. God can't remember once you've asked for forgiveness. It's in the sea, the sea of forgive, like forgetfulness. He doesn't know. And he's not the one bringing up your past sins. Can I just say that? Mm-hmm. If you keep reliving every sin that you've ever done, it's not him. It's not the father God. It is the enemy. And you can stop that. Okay. God doesn't forget about us, but he does forget about our sins. That's right. Because Jesus died on the cross for us and rose again on the third day, we have that forgiveness, like eternal forgiveness. That's right. It's awesome. Yeah. And then we go to verse 16 of Psalms 119. It says this, delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Okay. So delight in his decrees and do not neglect the word. I mean, how many times do we have to hit it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, like I think he was trying to make a point here in the mm-hmm. last five verses about it, and so it's like actually I think the last three talk about the Word of God. Yeah, and so it's like we got to delight in it. It, it. I'm. It's like, um, you know, when you have to take medicine and it tastes horrible, mm-hmm. it's like I'm going to swallow it and get it down because I know the benefit of it. Right. So I'm going to delight in it, even though it tastes <laughs> like, you know disgusting yes well the word is not disgusting no, i'm not saying that but it's like we have to delight in it because we know it's good for us yeah and that it will change us and make us more like jesus and heal us and deliver us and and so it's you know that's you've got to you have to delight in it you have to say cherish it be happy about it you know i remember when i first got saved i literally slept with my bible and i know that <laughs> sounds crazy but i did i was just that's like awesome. you know i i just didn't want to to be so far away from me, you know, even though, cause I was just so afraid I, I needed it. So I knew I needed it so oh. badly. And so wow. it's like, wouldn't if I don't sleep with my Bible anymore, maybe <laughs> I should, but it's like, you know, to keep it. In fact, I know I really struggled when they came out with Bible apps. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can switch over. And, and now it's like, I, I have horribly. Yeah. So that it's like, you know, I grabbed that instead of that, the Bible to go to church or whatever. But you just have to delight in that, what's in the Word. It's got to be, you know, I it always think, makes me think of, this verse makes me think of Corey Ten Boom. And I don't know if you know mm-hmm. who she is. But she was a woman, she was a Christian woman in, it was at um, Sweden? Was it? I think so. Um, and so she was helping the Jew, high Jews from the Nazis. And she got caught, she got turned in, somebody ratted her out. And she ended up being sent to a concentration camp. And when they were processing her through the concentration camp, they what they do, and it's really brutal, is that they just strip the women down, and then they hose them down, and then they give them prison uniforms. And they take their clothes, and they the officers would take the clothes home to their wives, you know, or sell them or whatever, because, you know, and yeah. and in her pocket, she had the Bible, and she's, and she's told the God, please, I don't care what they do. Just don't let them take my Bible because I just can't live without it. And I also, I think in my life, Brenda, if somebody came to your door and said, you get to take one thing and then you're out, what would you grab? Mm. And would you grab the Bible? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, not my purse, not my car keys, not my wallet. One thing. Yeah. And that's, she was stripped down to that one thing thing that day and that's what she said and god made a way for her to sneak the bible through you have to read her book it's about her life and um to know the whole story but it's just like 
that's that's how important we have to delight ourselves in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, that wow, that's really good. So, how exactly? Let's talk about how exactly we get this holiness. I've already spoiled it for you. Spoiler alert. But <laughs> but let's let's discuss that. Okay. So first, do you have Jesus in your heart? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got step one. All right. Two, follow what God wants for you, i.e. his will. Are you following God's will? Perfect. All right. Hey, look, you're already living a whole life and you didn't know it. Um, (laughs) Three is have faith. You can live that holy life. Guys, we are worthy of that holiness. We are worthy of, of the power and authority God has given to us. And he... We we are just we're, I don't know we are well, worthy, we're worthy of, that. of we're worthy of the holiness not because of who we are right but because of who Jesus is yes so hey, there it yes. is yes okay um so have faith you can live a holy life faith is foundational here um and then four is devote your life to Christ so give over your will that's that's the physical I'm releasing my will God I don't want it I want your will to be done release it. And uh, Romans 12, 1 tells us to give our bodies to God as a living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Because we're not perfect people, sin does creep up in our life constantly. And that's okay. But we ask God continually, Lord, I I give over my will. I I surrender myself, my body to you. You know, I surrender all. And can I just add in this too? Yeah. Before about devote your life to Christ. Yeah. Don't be Lot. Mm -hmm. You know, Lot chose... Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. He chose to go live in Sodom and Gomorrah. Are you choosing things in your life that do you, are you choosing Sodom and Gomorrah in your life? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So don't choose unholiness. Choose holiness. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And then just follow, follow continually. Holy living is not attaining a title or a state. It's, it's the lifestyle. It's the constant seeking after the will of the Father. Amen. Unconditionally and unapologetically. So. That's right. So we just thank you for listening to this podcast today. This yeah. was the end of part two of how to stay clean in a dirty world. And we just want you to know that Jessica and I love you guys so much. Yeah. And um, you are beautiful inside and out. And you have a purpose in this world and you are needed. And we just speak blessings upon you and that you will stay safe in Jesus' name. 